there's only one way we should start this. <clears throat> Let's get ready to rumble. What Ant and Deck? Bruce Buffer, mate. What Ant and Deck? Bruce Buffer. <laughs> PJ and Duncan. I want a lethal Jack. A lethal and Deck. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> I want to inject, inject the WWE with a lethal dose of poison. That's actually a really good impression. I'm not going to lie, that was really good. <laughs> Can you dig it, sucker, sucker? Welcome back to Three Men, One Fall. One Fall! One Fall. Everybody's here. All the Grapple fans around the world joining us today for our top 10 here on Three Men, One Fall. And we are another, another pro wrestling podcast. Can you believe that? A little bit. Not really, though. (laughs) So, if you're new to the show, we should introduce ourselves. So, who are the three men? I'm Jay. I'm Ash. I'm Russ. There you go. I tried it, but I sounded more like Phil Mitchell, but like alcoholic Phil Mitchell. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. It's not the look. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. It is episode 30, so you know that that can only mean one thing, and it is top 10. The rumble is around the corner. Therefore, it's only fitting that we choose our top 10 Royal Rumble pay-per-view matches. So, guys, we've had a bit of a think about this list. Did you find this easy, or...? Yeah, it took about um, five minutes. Well, five minutes. It, as, I was, as I was saying to us earlier, it was um, it was harder to put them into a top ten than it was to actually find the matches that I wanted to put in it. Yeah. I say that. I did The first three matches were about 30 seconds, and then the rest was about the last four and a half. It's, that's what's difficult, isn't it? Like, Because I, I find that... I know pretty much straight away like what my favourites will be, but then as soon as you kind of start having to try and fill ten slots, it's really like difficult to work out like what made one better than the other and yeah, you know, top ten. It's a personal standpoint to get there, isn't it? You know, it's what it, it means is to you. So it's just a bit of fun. We just do these. I mean, we do all of our episodes for fun, really, because we love it. But yeah, this one is really just for fun. So obviously, everybody else. If you've got your own top tens, make sure to let us know what those are. But we should probably kick things off with our number ten. Yeah, we love it, and you're gonna love it as well. <laughs> you're gonna learn to love it. <laughs> so yeah, without further ado, number ten, Ashley. All right, number ten. This is kind of a surprise one, like I do with my top number tens. My number ten is <laughs> Ric Flair versus Vince McMahon at Rumble 2002 Street Fight. Oh, that is good. I like that. That is a good yeah. match. Yeah. Um, it also gave us the first appearance of Charlotte. Charlotte was in the audience for it. Yeah. And this is Ric Flair's first match in WWE since 93 Rumble. 
I think, or at least around that time. Because obviously he came back after the invasion and uh, was a 50-50 partner with Vince. 50-50, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a bloody good match, that, yeah. Very bloody good match. It was cool because that led into eventually his match with Taker at Mania, which he said restored his confidence as well. So Mm. it's quite a good year for, for Flair, really. And I think it's underrated and it's uh, good heel work by Vince as well. And Yeah. Flair does some yeah. good stuff. Which is interesting, isn't it? Like, Ric Flair is a good baby face when going up against Vince. Yeah, <laughs> aside from that's that, true, yeah. Flair is the perfect heel, isn't he? But it works there. Yeah, there's no way Flair could have been anything other than the face. That's a really yeah. good shout. Yeah, I, I that's agree. That's a really, really good match, that, yeah. Pretty underrated. Yeah. Good start. All right. Well... Um, my number 10 then. So, again, you might not think that this would be in it, but it is. Oh, so here my, we go. Yeah. So, my number 10 is Sergeant Slaughter versus Yartamut Warrior for the WWE title in 1991. Okay. That's a, again, I think that's another underrated match now for this day and age. It is. It is. A, it's a really bloody good match as well. And obviously, Slaughter went in such a heel and, um, obviously got the win from the interference from the Macho King. The Macho King, not the Macho Man. The Macho King, yeah. <laughs> I just remember that one from my childhood. And it's just, yeah, it's one of them ones that sticks to me. It's just a really good match. I think the best match I ever saw Slaughter have, because I don't really see him have many. Because I think Slaughter he was, was, a he good was like, because like, he was like, even just even before our time, really. Yeah. A bit um, before, really, yeah. Well, in terms of watching him, like in present, yeah. Also, it did lead up to the really good match between Warrior and Macho King at mm-hmm. May 7. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but for me, Macho King over Macho Man. I was going to say the same, actually, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the Macho Man's just, he's great no matter what, but I think the Macho King, I think that that part of his character was the best. I, I, I personally agree that Macho King was better than Macho Man, but... I, I, yeah, I do. I really, I enjoyed that. I think the best Macho Man, the best part of Macho Man's whole thing was that entire angle with Hogan leading up to him eventually getting Elizabeth back. That's like, there's no, I don't yeah. think that can really be beaten. Yeah. But I really great. enjoyed the Macho King stuff. But yeah, that's a good shout. So, good start then. Yeah, really good start so mm. far. We'll see if I can ruin it. So, <laughs> number 10 for me. Uh, you might think might be a bit lower on the list, but I'm going for The Rock versus Mankind, Royal Rumble 1999. Okay. Was that the I Quit? Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the one where, um, you know, when it gets featured in Beyond the Mat and they show Foley's family, like, being distraught yeah. because of those chair shots at the head, uh, that Mick was, I think, pretty pissed off with The Rock about, actually, because it was a bit overboard. Another good match, though, but yeah. It's a good match, but it's not something that necessarily would be probably good in this day and age, but yeah. for its time, and, and that match itself is is iconic, and I think that's, for me, why it just comes in at 10 and it wouldn't be any higher, because... I don't necessarily agree with some of the stuff that makes it memorable anymore, potentially in this day and age. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for the blood and guts and, you know, my death matches and everything like that. But, you know, for WWE, it just feels weird if you'd seen something like that in this day and age. And obviously seeing Mick now, uh, sometimes it maybe is a bit tough watching some of it and see what he went through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I get yeah. But it's, it's an iconic match, like you said. So it's easily goes for my number 10, that one. That's a good shout. So, yeah, good start. Well, then, number nine, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) This is my first of two Rumble matches. I'm going to say out now. Oh. And it is last year's men's Royal Rumble match. 
Okay. Why last year is over any other? Because I love the... You're not going to like it, but Lesnar's been number one and destroying everyone for the, the is first... It cause, is it because of the McIntyre elimination of Lesnar? That did help, because that pop was really huge. But That was big, though. And Brock was really dominant, which he, which he needed to be, because it felt like he hadn't been that dominant for a while. Because he all did... Mm. And it had and it had a story of he had people he was feuding with. He had he had bits with Kofi and Mysterio. You had MVP come back. You had John yeah. Morrison get eliminated really early, which was sad. But and then and then Drew McIntyre eliminating Brock when Brock was going to probably eliminate everyone. Yeah, and, well, I can and see Edge. I can see why it's major top ten. And, yeah. and, then, and then Edge coming in, but coming back. Oh, Edge Edge has to be the reason, surely. And that then, was emotional, man. Even if they did fuck up the uh, camera work with the first beer. <laughs> I know, yeah. That was a bit annoying, but... My favourite just... part of that Rumble match, though, was um, when him and AJ Styles were having like a little bit of a tussle. What, and he injured AJ Styles by AJ... Well, AJ Styles injured AJ Styles because he did the flip <laughs> cell on the spear well, and landed on his yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> and then the I like the bit with... It led up to the Orton-Edge story. And, yeah. Uh, obviously, McIntyre winning was the right call. And yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, it's no, interesting. I can I'm, see why it's in your top ten. Yeah, I'm going to put out there now. I haven't got any actual Rumble matches in my top ten for this me, month. Me neither. So it's no. Ashes. Ashes the odd one out here. I just looked at it as as just going for the actual like matches, like not necessarily singles, but you know anything aside from the Rumble. I just yeah. think for me, probably then for you as well, Jade, make the same reason. But it's weird. I think like you, I almost have to. You have to look at the Rumble match as something separate. Yeah. Like completely, like you do with like battle royals and stuff in general. So, but yeah, that's good. It's your list, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. I can see why it made your top ten. <laughs> it's a good rumble. There's a lot of good rumble matches. Let's just say that though. Oh yeah, exactly. You yeah. can easily do a top ten for just rumble matches, but it's your own personal preference, like what you'd go back and watch in it. Yeah, that's what we're all about on the top ten. It's what we live for. Come on, shout it out. <laughs> it's what we live for. <laughs> I was going for some 41, but if you don't want to... Yeah, no, I got it, but it's just the idea that I live for a top 10. Like, I just spend my life watching Watch Mojo or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, number nine. All right, then. So, my number nine. Again, might be a bit outside the box, but here we go. Again, it's because I remember it. So, it's Diesel versus Brett the Hitman Hart for the WWE Championship in 1995. Very good match. And, yeah, that is a really and good. it ended in a no contest. Yeah, that's the only that's the only blimp on it for me. But yeah. It's a good match, but again, yeah. an all-time really good match. And again, it's another one that I remember from my childhood. I think, I think, um, I think Raw Rumble for me, the the, the pay per view was as, in my childhood. It was more memorable for me than Mania because I seem I don't know why, but I just seemed to watch a lot more Rumbles than I did Manias. <laughs> no doubt about it. Rumble was always the really exciting one because, like you. You get excited to who you was going to see come out. Yeah, and it yeah. is, isn't it? It was. It's still always. my. It's still my favorite WWE pay per view now. It's wow. a lot of people do say that though, and I do agree with it. I do, but it, it was just we had the really, really rubbish run with the Rumble from like twenty thirteen all the way to probably twenty eighteen, maybe even seventeen, seventeen or eighteen, because we had the, you know the one with Batista winning, and that wasn't his fault, but. You know, that should have been Brian. And then the year later, they... <laughs> the Roman. <laughs> it absolutely wrecked everybody with the Brian uh, early elimination and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. But I do agree with that. I think you're right. I think 
what Ashley says about the blip, that's same for me because that was all. It was very nearly my top, my, my actual number ten. I I prefer their uh, Survivor Series match later that year, but I haven't done any on my mentions. But I would have put that in. Okay, I've I've got a few of mine, but yeah, I haven't done any honorable mentions but yeah that's solid that's a very good one if that comes in at number nine jay i'm really excited to hear what the rest are yeah yeah okay well my number nine uh is from the raw rumble 2010 world title match between Rey mysterio and the undertaker very good match um, i loved it i don't think i've seen it because that was during my little break <laughs> <laughs> it's um 2010 was a good i think a good sh- a rumble a good like overall like not just a good rumble match but a good show. Yeah. But that match stood out for me. It was like, I think, was that the first time Taker and Mysterio worked with each other? Uh, the first time since about 2003. Right, okay. I- and it, well, it was more high profile than 2003 yeah. then. Yeah, because that was Deadman Undertaker. This is... Oh, that, that was Badass Undertaker. This is Deadman. Yeah. Taker's got... Like, Taker had reached that point in his career, like, especially after those matches with Michaels at Mania and stuff. It's just something about when Taker works with smaller, agile guys. Uh, it just brings out the best in him mm. as well. True, you know, because he he just he does like he just tends to have like some of the most amazing matches with the smaller guys, and you know he'll still bump for him and everything else. Like, but it just it turns into such a great match. And even though it's a real mismatch, you know, just looking at it, Mysterio and Taker. They managed to pull off like a hell of a match, and it's it's just super enjoyable. But maybe one that I have to go on the network and watch it. You should do. Oh, it's definitely worth it, mate, yeah. Considering because they just did not have many encounters at all, which is weird when you really think about it. But but I just mean in terms of like the time that they were all there together. I mean, Mysterio joined the company in, what, 2002? Yeah. And Taker has been there, you know, the whole time. And they were both on the SmackDown roster uh, all the way up until Taker kind of finished his full-time schedule in 2010. So, you know, for for the fact that... <laughs> they they really only had a handful of matches together. Is shocking, really. But but in a good way, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because you don't want to see the same match over and over again. Yeah, it yeah, makes it is, more special, doesn't it? That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So another good another good match. Yeah. So Ashton, number eight. <laughs> number eight. Number eight comes from the 2007 Royal Rumble, and it is a last man standing between Cena and Umanga. <laughs> Umanga. Umanga. <laughs> I good. Think, I think this match is slightly underrated. And, so underrated. And it's like, it shows how good Umaga was as a heel, as a big monster. Yeah. And Cena also puts in a good uh, effort. When, and this is the time when people are like really shitting on Cena. Oh, big time, yeah. And if, Myself included. Yeah, I was at the point. And the finish is a really good one with the when they take off the ring rope. And it's in the CSTF yeah. with the ring rope over Manga's neck, and he passes out to go. You know, you know what a big move, a big spot in that match was is the. Uh, it still gets me to this this day when Cena's got the ring steps and he launches them outside the ring, and it just like <laughs> Umaga takes it like an absolute champ. Yeah, he did that with. He's done that with a few people, but yeah, when he does it with Umaga, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, and, the Umaga one just sticks out for me. And when he does, Umaga does a run from. All the announce tables to put. I think he put Cena through it. Uh, yeah, was it the splash? Yeah, he did a splash. He did like yeah. run from every announce table. <laughs> Umaga, man, really miss Umaga. I, I loved him. He was just so unique and different. And again, he was one of those big guys, like you said. He was just so agile mm. 
and he could just do things that you just should not be able to do at that size. But it's such a shame. Do you know that's uh, this? Well, this we're in twenty twenty one now, so this December it'll be tw- uh, twelve years hmm. since he passed away. I think crazy. it was December two thousand nine. Yeah, it's mental. It's crazy to think, isn't it? Oh, yeah. time flies, eh? It does, doesn't it? Hell of a match, yeah. though. Good. The list is strong. Yeah. So, um, so my number eight is uh, John Cena versus Umaga in a last man standing match in 2007. Hey! <laughs> I was wondering why you were quiet. That is brilliant. I thought it's because maybe, because again, like I didn't know whether or not the break was a, sort of like if there was a break around that point it's as well. Fun cause... fact, right? This was the last match I watched before I took my break. Really? That, that's why I remember it so much. Wow. And <laughs> the, I think the, the, there's a funny bit in it that I remember. I, it, it's hazy, but I remember it. And it's something like, it. He, I think it's like a monitor or something. He runs into it and like knocks himself out. I think he does. Yeah. He runs into, I think yeah, I'm sure it's like he runs into, it's either like a, a monitor or a cameraman or something. He runs into it and like pretty much knocks himself out. That's like that's what I can remember the match so so vividly is because yeah like that was the last match I, I watched before I took my break um, my seven year small little break <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a good match though from what I remember I don't remember an awful lot about it but I just remember the monitor bit where he runs into it oh yeah, yeah it's not I think Ashley has pretty much summed up that match but yeah, yeah it's funny that we <laughs> had the same the same match at the same time though now Russ is going to come up now and say that yeah if it's um, number eight it's number eight it's John Cena versus Magrin and last man standing this is going to be weird if it, <laughs> had, if it is <laughs> yeah you wouldn't believe it but no my, my number eight is something different oh fortunately. boo boo so, that man <laughs> boo that man my number eight is the Intercontinental Championship ladder match from the Royal Rumble in 2001 between Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Okay. Good match. Very good match. Yeah. Really good. Would have probably been higher, but again, sometimes it is a bit difficult with the Benoit thing. But again, if you're just looking at strictly at the match quality and for what it was at the time as well, you know, obviously these things hadn't happened then. Um, you know, looking at it for, for what it was then, I think it is. I think it's one of the greatest matches in Rumble history. Yeah, it's a good match. Really, really good. Very good. Um, don't know what else there is to say because. Well, in that case, we'll go on to number eight then. Number eight. <laughs> is it seven? <laughs> yeah. No, number seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number seven has already mentioned. It's the I Quit from 1999. There we go. We're bound to have some that are the same, just yeah. in different orders, aren't we? Um, I remember it. I remember watching it when I was, what, eight at the time? Yeah, eight. And just being in awe of Mick Foley's performance at that That's time. That's what I mean. When he goes for the electrical bit before it was a. Uh, and I'm just like going, wow, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it just. It shocks you, yeah. literally. And yeah, yeah, you can say watching it back with the chair shots to the head, yeah, it's a bit hard to watch. But because I watched it as a kid, and it's always stuck with me, and then not really realizing what the chair shots to the head did until now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was a product of its time. Yeah, and you have to look at it for exactly what it was at its time. Like, yeah, yeah that's what that's why I said before. Like in this day and age, it probably wouldn't be 
um, maybe the best thing. No. But for where it was, you know, and ultimately, look, he, he took it. So if you, you at the same time, just because wrestling's moved on from that, you, you shouldn't then shove everything away because like that means that all of the stuff that Mick Foley put himself through is then for nothing. Hmm. Like if you're then going to just later on just like not acknowledge it because, well, chair shots of the head are bad and we don't want to, you know, do that anymore, then uh, that's really disrespectful to everything that Mick and everybody else through those errors did yeah. to provide us with the entertainment and to move the industry along. So yeah, exactly. It deserves its place in history still. Yeah, definitely. I'd like definitely. to also say that The Rock did do a good job as a heel though. Oh yeah, because I don't think that gets forgotten. I think that gets forgotten about that match. It, it, it is just chair shots, and but when he's singing, when he's singing, it's just like it's a heel. But I have to laugh. Yeah, Rock is mega heel at that point. He is. He, I think he just had a big chip on his shoulder, though, didn't he? So rightfully so. But yeah, yeah. All right, well, unreal performance. Okay, then. So my number seven, Yokozuna versus the Undertaker for the WWE title in '94. I like that. That's very much in the box and not out of the box, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really bloody good match. (laughs) And again, that's another one that I just remember from my childhood. I love it. Do you know the first time I saw it? Because again, with it being slightly before the time, because it's 94, wasn't it? So you've got to bear in mind, I was born in 93. So all of that kind of error that you you catch up with, like we've said before on it, but you just catch up with on on VHS, don't you? And the the tape trading back in the day, because that's how it used to be. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, it's it was one of those where I saw it uh, initially on, like, VHS, but then I didn't actually have it again until I bought the Undertaker Tombstone DVD set. Good DVD. It's like three discs of, like, his... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it was just, like, his greatest matches up to, like, whatever point that was. Should have kept that, mate, instead of flogging it, because that would have been worth a bit more money now. <laughs> oh, I don't think they are now, but... Well, it might be, to be fair, actually, yeah, but... Yeah, and it was on there, because that was like, it's the rebirth of The Undertaker, wasn't it? It was like the first kind of... Um, cinematic. It was, it was sort yeah, it was cinematic, and it was the first sort of transition of The Undertaker's character, like, in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a good, good pick. Do you know who the guy that played The Undertaker when he rose up was? No. Marty Jannetty. No. Was it really? I never knew that. I absolutely never knew that. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know where I found it out, but yeah, apparently it's Mike Gennetti that comes out and the Undertaker gets risen up. God, he's not had a good oh. career, has he, Marty? Unfortunately, not not what it could have been. At least, you know, he yeah. could have been the breakout star from the Rockers. He could have been the Undertaker, and it all went wrong. Yeah, but again, yeah, that match again for me <laughs> is just one of my all-time favourite matches in general, really, because again, like that era of like. Yokozuna, um, Taker, up until I was about, well, seven or eight when I started watching the Attitude Era, like when that very first came on TV. And I would say, I think we was all lucky enough to um, actually watch the Attitude Era, well, live, if you like, as it happened, which was good. But yeah, that era always holds a special place for me because it's what got me into wrestling in the first place. It was just, yeah, and that, that one, that match is just one of their matches that, yeah, it just, really captivated me at the time. It's just stuck with me. Yeah. yeah, Really great match. Well, you said before about Mania 9 um, and Senior Kazuna. Yeah. And that being like one of your earliest wrestling memories. Yeah, Mania 9 is still one of my favourite Manias. 
It's it's crazy though. Obviously, just because that's nostalgia. Because obviously, it's, it's yeah. widely regarded as like one of the worst. But yeah, but for me, it's what it's one of my favourites. It's it's probably in the top three. Well, there you go. It's that's one good. of my favourite manias for sure. There's there's enough hate in the wrestling world as it is. If you can like something that other people don't, then I suppose it's a hey, good thing. Come on, right? Really. It was the first. It was the first bloody pay per view to be open air, weren't it? Like in WWE. Um, um, well, first because they had done shows in stadiums before, but they were never like a mania yeah. rumble. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, well, the, like, the first, the first like big show to be like open air, open, yeah, completely yeah, open air. Because obviously, Mania Three was at the um, well in Detroit, wasn't it? Yeah, Silverdome. Uh-huh. Is it the Silver? Do- it is the Silverdome, isn't yeah. it? Remember Mania Thirty yeah. in the Silverdome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, that's why. Um, yeah, just Good pick. Really, really love it. All right, well, my number seven then, boys and girls, is the. Smackdown, it was the opener for the Royal Rumble 2019 for the Smackdown Women's Championship between Oscar and Becky Lynch. So it was the first one because they, they obviously had another one the year later at 2020, Rumble, yeah. which was good. I agree with yours is a better one. But yeah, I just prefer the nine, I just prefer the one from 2019. And I do think it's the best women's match at Royal Rumble history, which is probably a spoiler then for any, you know, it's the only one, unfortunately, that's made the list. And there have been, there's been a lot, especially over the last sort of six, seven years, of good women's matches at the Rumble. But uh, again, there's so many to pick from because the Rumble's been going for so long. Well, but I, personally, that's my the best one I think ever. Well, sure, list, mate. <laughs> it's my list, I suppose. Yeah, um, I just, I, it's just it, great. It's Oscar at her best. It's Becky at her best. And the the two just, I think the two in general work really well together all the time anyway but that one was just special really personally I thought the Sasha Banks Ronda Rousey match was a slightly bit better than that show but it's yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a tough one because the only thing that sways it for me is just because I just feel that for me personally Becky and Oscar just it just worked better for me and it led, it to, it led it to Becky being in the Rumble match itself and winning that yeah, exactly. It was just it, it tied into that whole story just so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Good pick. Yeah, man. number seven. Yeah, good pick. Number six, Ashley. You number sure? Number six. You sure this time? Yeah. <laughs> number six is my kind of wild card in a way. Nineteen ninety one Royal Rumble opened with this match. It was the Rockers versus Orient Express. Yeah, that was gonna yeah. be an, that was gonna be an honourable mention for me because it's a match that we we've talked about this in the past about opening matches and shows, and it's a really good opener. It shows how good Martinetti and Shawn Michaels were at that age. It shows how yeah. good Orin Express were, and mm. it just shows that if you open with a good match, it will lead up to a good show. Yeah, it, was, really it was a really good opener. It was a really good match. And definitely. it's a match. It's a match that if you did it today, it wouldn't be out of place. No. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. I don't Again, think it's yeah. a wild card. I, I agree. I, Absolutely. It deserves to be on that list. The only reason I call it wild card is because I would just say it's more underrated match because it, it, I don't think it gets talked about that much. I think it only doesn't get talked about as much because Michael's career tends to be mentioned as more of a singles guy. And then obviously people don't really talk about Marty Jannetty anymore. Well, they do, that's, but not for the good prob- reasons. No, well, exactly that. But that's what I mean. I, I think that's the only thing that 
for me, in my my mind, that's the only reason people probably don't talk about it so much because you're absolutely right. It's the Rockers and the Orient Express and that match as well. It's just all of it is just ahead of its time. And yeah. they were, you, you find that with those sort of guys back in that era. They were just so ahead of their time. Yeah. And it, 100%, it would absolutely stand up with matches of today. Okay. So, my number six, Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit and a ladder match for an intercontinental title in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're at the point now, we're going to start crossing over what we've already said. There's no way you can do these lists and not have some of the same, right? Especially when the matches were as good as they were as well. You know, they're going to be on the list. Yeah. But again, yeah, it's just, it was a really, really good match. Um, Agree. Can't really say much more about it because we've already gone into it. But um, yeah, again, it was just Jericho at that point, like in 01, he was like red hot and he was just really, really good. He always has been. But yeah, like in the early 2000s, he was like so good. Yeah. And it did. A, and again, we didn't say that so much before, but it did a good job of showcasing Benoit. I mean, he'd only been yeah, with absolutely. WWF at that time for probably, what, a few months? Well, yeah, because when oh, he yeah. came in... It was about it was about a year, but yeah. But when he came in, obviously he was part of the Radicals with um, Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, and obviously that was oh, good. Don't forget that- old Perry. Oh, and Perry Saturn, you are the less said about him, the better, really. But um, oh, mate, the Eliminators were amazing. But yeah, obviously I really did like that faction, and it was a good way to bring him in. But yeah, Benoit as, as a solo, yeah, I, I agree. You know, it did shine some light on Benoit as well. But yeah, that's 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 mine. Um, stands out for me, as I said, yeah. Makes sense. Well, my number six has already also been said, and it was said at the same time. They... <laughs> the last man standing, Umar getting Cena from Raw Rumble 2007. It just goes slightly higher on mine, because I, but I really enjoyed uh, not just the match, but that show as a whole, because I'm still, in 2007, I'm still kind of like almost completely kayfabed up to my eyeballs. Now, I'm starting to like kind of open up to the industry more, but January of 2007, I'm still believing a lot of what I see. So for me, like I've said before, it's no secret The Undertaker is my favourite of all time. Mm-hmm. So for me, seeing your favourite wrestler, when you are taking, when you believe everything that you're seeing is real, uh, or at least true to life, and then you see your favourite wrestler win the Royal Rumble... After that amazing like mini match and mm. precursor to the their future mania matches with Michaels, yeah, yeah, man, and it, it was good. It was a good, good show, and that was again the, one of the times where I was getting a bit tired of Cena, but that match just kind of made me rethink it a bit. Yeah, two thousand two thousand and seven was a great was a great Royal Rumble pay per view. It was brilliant. And Carly makes it obviously. He stole the show, but. Um, Look at the hair. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, and Cena, Cena, and Cena proved it time and time again. Like he could work, and you know, people that were like, "You can't wrestle," and it's yes, he can. I think people was just getting so sick of the gimmick that he was doing, though, weren't it? It was just same old shit all the time. It obviously, was. obviously, you know, he can wrestle. We know he can wrestle. Looking back in it, I, I think it's more people were getting tired of the fact that. He was beating their new favourite wrestlers. Like, yeah. Anumaga comes through the door and he's really impressive. People want to see him be He just pushed. went over everyone, didn't he? He just didn't care. Yeah. But then at the same time, that was also how you book someone to be a credible star. That's why, like, now we're in 2021 and we can easily say Cena's one of the greats of all... Like, the, the greatest of all time. 
yeah. there's no doubt about I'll, it. I'll get it, but yeah. But it's you know, but for the time when you're in the moment, you you don't have the foresight a lot of the time, do you? So yeah. Right then, number five, Ashley. <laughs> Top five now, boy. Yeah. Two thousand and one ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, well, it's not much more, not a lot more we can say about that one. But I got, a few, I got <laughs> a few, really. th- I got a few things that we haven't, we haven't mentioned. This, when Ben Wilder to die for the for the ropes and the sh- chair shot to the head, I know once again yeah. talk about chair shot to the head and Benoit, but yeah, and the that's, Walter, that's an even trickier one, yeah. yeah. And Walter Jericho on the top, yeah, that's like the iconic moment from the match for me. Is that Walter Jericho on top of the ladder? Yeah, Which, really, when you think really, about yeah. it, isn't really a Walls of Jericho, but it's just no. like it's the imagery of it, isn't it? it yeah. It's yeah. just iconic. And there's a couple more things like when Benoit, Benoit did this a lot, and this is another reason why it's a bit hard to watch the diving headbutt off the top of the ladder and missing. That's a bit hard. It's a bit hard to watch now when you know he could have, he probably didn't defend himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, the diving headbutt in general, like when Brian does it, it's still a bit like, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and especially because someone like Brian, he's got history of concussions. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, another good pick, Ash. Yeah, definitely. Right, so, my number five hasn't actually been said yet. Jesus. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit in 2003. Yeah. Pfft. One of the best wrestling matches ever. Yeah, Angle won by submission. Yeah. Pretty much all the matches they had were really, really good matches. Yeah. They, had, they, had, they had some really, really, really good matches. And I think, yeah, that Rumble one was one of the best they had, for sure. I think I think it was their best, aside from... I don't know, it's hard to pick between that and the one at Mania 17. Yeah. For me. Because, again, that was the first time, I think, that was the first time they ever locked up at Mania 17. Probably, yeah. Officially. Yeah, I think so. So for that to happen, and they just had that instant chemistry. Just, yeah, just really memorable for me. Can't really say much more about it, other than the fact that... Every time they had matches, it was great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, my number five also has not been said yet, so that's oh. good. Jesus Christ, <laughs> are we feeling all right? I know, yeah. Here we go. Change it up, bitch. Right. My number five is from Royal Rumble 2015, triple threat for the WWE Championship, Seth Rollins versus John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. Very good match. It was so much better than I actually thought it was going to be. Which, I don't mean that to sound patronising, but I just didn't expect it to be as good as it ended up being. Like, it, it was it was an absolute gem. Don't know if I actually saw that. You should do. You should watch it. It's the, the, like this, It's got everything. It's literally just got everything in it. Yeah. You know, for where that sits in, the, in Lesnar's timeline, that's probably easily one of his best matches. And, yeah, it's number five for me of, of Royal Rumble pay-per-view matches. It was brilliant. Yeah. So... Number four, Ashley. Number four. Um, my number four is my second Rumble match, and it's probably the most iconic. Iconic. Well, I was waiting for that. Iconic. And my favourite Rumble match from the Royal Rumble is 1992. Was that the Flair one? Flair winning the title. Yeah. Be fair to Flair. Yeah, that was a really good one. Because with a tear in my eye. Wasn't Woo! that the one where um, Flair came in at number one as well? Number three. Bobby Heenan's commentary is amazing as well. Yeah. Oh, that's a really, man. really good paper. And um, you had you had you did have moments with Piper coming out after he won the IC title and 
Bobby Heenan, like I said, was brilliant because there's one bit where Bobby um, Roddy Piper helps out Flair. Bobby Heenan goes, "Oh, I love you, mate. I love you. you it's not a skirt. It's it's a kill. It's a kill." And then all of a sudden, Piper just decks Flair. No, no, I, no! I hate you, Piper. <laughs> I tell you what, for, for what the wrestling industry at that point in time did not deserve Bobby Heenan. No, no. I'm sorry, but Bobby Heenan. I don't know. For me. I still think him and Gorilla Monsoon, they're my favourite duo to listen to. Yeah, oh, 100%. A million percent. You cannot... It's just that that type of chemistry has never, ever been replicated. Ever. And, uh, yeah, Bobby Heenan. He just makes it. And, th- and that's the importance sometimes of the announced team, isn't it? Because it just sold the moment. Even though there was spotlight going over to Hogan. Because, of course, there was. You know, it's Hogan, and he was still their their boy at the end of the day. But you know, even that wasn't enough to take the moment away from Flair. Yeah, yeah the, the the only negative is the end, really, because Hogan being a sore loser, and well, yeah, helping out Flick, helping out Flair, which is a kind of hill thing to do. But they didn't say that, and the fact they ignore the fact that he got cheered when he got eliminated by Sid. Well, he was he was reaching the point where people were turning on him. I mean, people were turning on him. I mean, round about Mania 9, you know, bringing that back up again, just because I think people were just tired of Hogan. It's the same thing that we just talked about with Cena as well. Yeah. I just think it got to a point people were tired of seeing the same guy. And so, you know, someone like Flair, and Flair was still very much in his prime at that point as well. Yeah, I think Flair, because we were holding this before they do the, um, there's a uh, Ric Flair Stone Cold thing on the network. Rick, oh, Broken Skull Broken Sessions. Skull Sessions. Ric Flair says he's about 42, 43 at that time. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's like we said about Taker. I mean, Taker felt like he really hit his stride later on into his career as well. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things. No, I agree. That's, I mean, there's an argument to be made that that's the greatest Rumble match in history, yeah. really. But Yeah, definitely. All right. So my number four then, as already Here been we go. said. <laughs> oh, dear. Here we go. We're back to it. <laughs> The Rock and Mankind in an I Quit match, 99. <laughs> okay. There's Again, no way, just, There's no way it wasn't going to be on. Yeah, it's just a fantastic match. Like we've said already two times already, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just great. One of the And again, it's one of the ones that sticks with me. Can't really say anything other than that because it's already been said. But yeah, awesome match. Awesome time in wrestling. Fucking great. So yeah, Russ, what's yours? Mine's been said. <laughs> Mine is the casket match. Yokozuna and Undertaker. Uh Raw Rumble nineteen ninety four. Again, for the reasons that I said earlier when you yeah. when you brought it up. Yeah, it's such a good match. It would have been higher on mine as well, but it's just I got the others are more nostalgic for me. So it had to go lower, but it fully deserves to be higher on the list, absolutely. It is really good and it's yeah, it's iconic. And Yokozuna, I, you know, not to, I don't think we really talked too much about Yoko, but Yoko, same sort of thing, what we said about, um, about Umaga. The guy was agile. Yeah. Man, like, it's a, it's a massive shame what happened to him. It and, is. Like, I know, remember the, the first time I ever saw that guy, I was just so shocked because I was just like, all. yeah, absolutely. Because I was just thinking, like, there's no way, like, a guy this size is really going to be able to do a lot. But it surprised the shit out of me. Like, he was genuinely really good for his size as well. He was so good. It's, do you know what the thing, thing is as well with that sort of stuff is that, like, when you're young as well, and like I said before, when, you, when you're when you watching wrestling and you believe everything and you're well into your kayfabe, yeah. 
you know, Yokozuna is an intimidating guy. Yeah. Yeah, I used to love the fact that he used to come out with Mr. Fuji as well. And, like, oh, sometimes Fuji sometimes Fuji would, like, throw the, um, the, salt. The, the salt into the eyes. It was just great. Yeah. They needed, they needed people like him to work with Taker just because, again, like, it's a big, big guy men, that can isn't work. It? Yeah. And they can, yeah, and they can work. And he's a legit threat for Taker. Taker's a legit threat for him. For him. Um, you just don't see it always done like that these days anymore. And, you know, it's not... It's not an Angle Benoit match, but it's not meant to be. No. Um, I like the fact Taker does a choke slam. Yes. Yeah. I like the fact that Yokozuna took it. Yeah. His finisher. What was it? The bonsai, was it? Yeah, bonsai. Bonsai! Yeah. Obviously, where he gets onto the middle rope and then does like the the big um, sit on him. Again, watching the that. The big kid, sit on him. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, he used to do that and then he used to cross his arms as he was pinning him. And to me, yeah. that was just so fucking badass as a kid. That was just like so good to see as, yeah. as a kid. It was amazing. I just Yokozuna is still one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. It's little nuances like that that make the character. Like you can see he's a big bloke, but it's stuff yeah. like that that establishes the dominance. It's so it just, simple. He, he looks so but... fucking mean. It was he was just so good. Yeah, yeah just so he really missed. I, I used to love Yokozuna. So missed. And proof that some own wrestlers can do no wrong. <laughs> again, I know. <laughs> All right, then. So, getting into the top three, then, boys. Number three. Ashley. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> right, my number three is Triple H, Cactus Jack, Street Fight, 2000. Hey, of course, it's going to be in the bloody list. It had to be. Got to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a feeling Amazing we're going to be match. talking about it more in a bit, but. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we probably will be. <laughs> um. I just love the. Once again, we talk, like we talk about attitude, and we've been what nine, ten around that time, and the violence. Just it was the first pay per view yeah. that happened on Channel Four in the UK, so we could watch it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, again, I remember that vividly, and also, <laughs> it, I think it was the first time. Well, the first time that really sticks into my head, the thumbtacks stuck in Captain Jack's head as well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the funny thing is? You're saying about Channel Four. Because it was the only pay-per-view shown on Channel 4, because I believe, I, I might be wrong with this, but I, I think that they didn't have any more on there afterwards because they weren't expecting that level of violence. Yeah, I think so. And they didn't refer to that match specifically, but realistically, what else was it going to bloody be? You know the thing that I, rem- I still remember vividly? I was, I was sat in my dad's armchair in the living room watching it live on Channel 4. And the thing that pissed me off so fucking much was the ad breaks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it really fucked me off so much because there wasn't really any warning either. And I was getting into it and then bang, Channel 4 had like the ident thing had come up. And I was just like, for fuck's sake, just get back to the fucking wrestling. And you obviously because of the ad breaks, you'd miss some of it as well. But yeah, really good pick from there, from you there, Ash. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So yep. my number three hasn't been said yet. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah. And it was the Rock and Chris Jericho for the undisputed title in two thousand and two. Yeah. And again, this one again because this was like hot off the heels of Jericho winning the undisputed title, and then obviously the Rock was his first challenger after he won it. And yeah, just really great match. I just remember it so well. Just another really really good match because I really really was I was really into Jericho at, like in the early two thousands. He was one of my favourites. Like other than the Triple H, Joko was like my my favourite person in like in the early two thousands, and um, obviously I really like the Rock as well because he always used to make me laugh. So yeah, this match was yeah. like 
it was so good. For me, it was just really, really top match. One of my favourites. So yeah, that's that my number, just... that, that, that is my, is my number, number three. And it would have been higher, but it was a toss up between that and my number two. But okay. yeah, that, that's the number three for me. Something's always got to give. I personally don't remember it that much, but that, to be fair, I haven't watched 2002 Rumble in a long time. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was so good. Because my, my, my thing with it is, again, like it's being of that age where you believe everything again. So obviously Jericho was such a good heel at that point. So like you saying, obviously, he was one of your favourites, but obviously at the time, I hated him. Yeah. But because I was meant to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Because think- you know, when, you, when you look back on it now, and you can appreciate it, obviously, even more than you did, it is a weird one because, to, in a way, this is when sometimes it's a bit of a shame that the business almost got blown open because... You look back on it now and you can start picking apart, well, you know, he didn't get the run for very long. And then 2002, you know, the title changed hands like every other week, it felt like, especially in yeah. the first part of the year. Mm. But then, um, but, but but then saying that at the time, I was so, I just, I was so interested in around about 2001 to 2003 and four. Again, just being like a young kid, pretty much, and just being like, just obsessed with wrestling. Yeah. So, absolutely. you know, when they're telling you at Vengeance 01... We're crowning both of these champions, and I've just watched all of that invasion stuff. Which again, I don't know any better when I'm a kid, and I'm I'm buying into it all. And you oh, know, even man. now, I love seeing Booker T get his ass whipped in the supermarket. But yeah, honestly, the whole that, thing that, was just um, felt like such a big deal. Yeah, that honestly, when I when I was that age, I, I used probably the same Ash, but yeah, when I was that age, like early two thousands, just absolutely every day, just lived and breathed wrestling nonstop. Yeah. Just non-stop, man. And I remember I always used to... My my mum made me these life-size um, dolls. It sounds... Don't don't judge yet. Let me finish it. No, I'm <laughs> not no, judging. Yeah, my mum made... They, I had three. A really light one. They were made like, out of old... Because I, I had some like, old clothes. And I'd, I'd like stuff... I remember stuffed them with like... Um, like old cushions and like fucking pillows and whatever I could, whatever we had laying about, I could <laughs> find really. Just anything soft. Yeah. And I had like a, a really soft one, like a, an in-between one. And then a really fucking massive heavy one. It's <laughs> every day, man. I just remember like around that time, every day I'd just get up and, um, yeah, I just all day long, I'd just be wrestling with these dolls. It was fucking amazing. It was amazing time. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I used to do, like I used to do silly stuff. Like I'd, I'd be hitting DDTs on my, um, on my duvet. Yeah, it was just and fucking amazing. Slapping it with man. a rock bottom. Yeah, like, you know, you're a young kid. So and if I wasn't watching wrestling, I was playing a wrestling video game. And if I wasn't yeah. playing a wrestling video game, I was playing with my wrestling action figures. Yeah, it was just non. It was just lived and breathed wrestling all day, yeah. every day. And it was it was just such good times, man. Like I, I can look back on them with such fond memories. But it's good. Something like that match, you can look back on it even today, and it still holds up. Yeah, definitely oh, true. I need to watch it again. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So you're number three, then, Russ. My number three is from Royal Rumble 2017. It's John Cena versus AJ Styles. Good match. Okay. I didn't expect that, but okay. I just can't say much good stuff about it, to be honest. Uh, Well, I can't say enough good stuff about it, I should say. (laughs) Um, From the first time they clashed, I think was at SummerSlam in 2016. uh, Just every encounter they had, and like... I know uh, there were a fair few people that were pretty disappointed and annoyed even that Styles got the L on this one at the Rumble, but 
I'm glad he you know, did. He, he had been beaten. He had beaten Cena. And Styles had asserted himself already, I think, by that point as, you know, he is a main event guy. And I think WWE are doing right by him, even to this day. I don't think they, they are misusing Styles at all. Like, maybe a little bit at the beginning. AEW. <laughs> Mate, I just can't, I can't see it happening. Like, WWE treats Styles like a genuine yeah. main event player. No, they ought to fair play to him. They always have treated Styles with respect, I think. They haven't, they've never really screwed him overall. Anything like that. I think he's he's got the respect from WWE that he deserved from right from the get go. So Oh hundred yeah. percent. The the man has made the man's done his he's paid his dues and even now he's in his what, mid forties maybe? Mm. Uh, or at least early forties, but you know, he still does the things that he does and that match that he had with Cena again, Cena's another one of those guys where when he sometimes works like a you know, a Styles, a punk, a Brian, they just bring out the best in him. And Cena just can show what he can do. And I loved, it was just that, the avalanche uh, attitude adjustment. Then he rolled over and he picked him up again and hit him with another one. It was just proper Cena. And some people didn't like that, but like, what, what do you want? It, t- it took an avalanche and then he rolled over and hit him again with it to keep Styles down. Like, it didn't make Styles look weak. No. It was a fantastic match. Realistically, uh, the right person won. I mean, in, in a way, mm. I still think, just because... Again, it's, it's going to go down in the history books, not just because it was a great match, but because it tied Cena with Flair for the most world title reigns. I loved Cena. He was one of my favourites when he was the Thugonomics chain gang soldier. Oh, like, yeah. He was one of my all-time favourites. I loved him then. But then when he went over to... When he changed his gimmick to like the uh, hustle, loyalty, respect or whatever, mm. just it didn't fly with me. And ever since then, I never liked him. What was that like? Two thousand and five, around that time, yeah, uh, yeah, roundabouts. Yeah, just didn't like him after that. But yeah, his his chain gang soldier days, fucking some of the best, and some of the funniest <laughs> times I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah, I, he's never been like one of my absolute favourites, but you just can't not respect the guy and what he's. Oh done. no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I respect the guy. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not shitting on him, but yeah, for no, me personally, he, he it's was... just I just didn't really like him after that. He, he, for me, he was, he was, he was someone like I'd never be like, oh my god, yes, it's a Cena match. That's not downplaying it, but it's just like I, I, ne- I was just never really like that with Cena. It was more about who he was going against. Hmm. But then that's still a testament to Cena because then it means that you're still going to get a good match if you know he's going in there against someone who's, who's also, you know, really good. Oh yeah. And him and Styles always had stellar matches, and that Rumble one was a one of the best, hmm. and it comes in at number three. Right then, um, number two, Ashley. Number two. Number two. Oh. <laughs> no, my number two is AJ Styles versus John Cena Royal Rumble 2017. <laughs> hey, hey, yes, that's what we like to see. Um, <laughs> I just—it's one of the last few pay-per-views I watched live, mm. and I just remember watching this match, going, "This is amazing! I, this is unbelievable!" Because both of them put a shift in. I know it's one of those things we say a lot and it sounds like a bad thing. But, yeah. John Cena, it, it, John Cena won his 16-4 title, which at the time was like everyone was hating because no one wanted it to happen. Everyone wanted it. I know. But, yeah, it's just like... I still I still maintain I think that was the right call. Like I think that works. Yeah. He wins his 16th world title in an, in an amazing match. Against somebody, it's not like Styles had not beaten him up to that point, you know? No. I like, yeah. I, I like their SummerSlam match, but this one's a bit better for me. And 
I believe yeah. it was WWE's best match of the year. They they said that year, and to be honest, I don't blame them because I don't remember much of 2017 matches. I don't actually, to be honest. No, no. But yeah, again, it deserves to be on the list. That's a good pick, Ash. Definitely, sure. definitely. Oh, sure. Yeah. So my number two's already been said, <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, Vince McMahon versus Ric Flair in a street fight in 2002. <laughs> That's a lot higher on yours, yeah. Yeah, again, it's it's one of my all-time favourites because, again, it's one, it's one of the ones that I remember really vividly. Is it the nostalgia thing again as well? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It was just, it was a great match. And for me, it's just one of them ones that I really remember. Really, really remember. So, yeah, it was, yeah. I think it, I thought it was fucking amazing. I mean, other people might disagree, but I thought it was fucking amazing. I thought it was one of the best matches I'd ever seen. Is it? I fair? think a lot of people will agree with you. I think, I, I mean, I would have thought. Is it fair to say Vince has not had a bad match? Oh, he has. Where? Well, Brett the I don't want to go. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to go into it because I know that there was a lot of things at play, but that match with Brett wasn't... Well, you know, yeah. That, that, I mean, that, that was sluggish, which is a massive shame, but I, I just didn't enjoy that one. Yeah. Well, apart from that. Yeah, that, that, that match. <laughs> apart from that. <laughs> yeah, apart from that, though, this, yeah, this match was, was fantastic, oh. I was I was always a fan of the Mr. McMahon character as well. It was it was always really good. I I thought it was just so good, so over the top animated, um, wasn't it? For the time, yeah, it was brilliant. just so fucking good, man. And that match is like it's probably my favourite McMahon match, apart from Michaels and McMahon. Oh yeah, that was good. Um, oh, don't forget about that cage match with Austin at Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh yeah, the debut of the Big Show, May seventeen. Mania yeah. 17 is good. It's that a lot of no good matches right to be as good that. as it was, but it was brilliant. <laughs> Mania 19. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, really yeah. fantastic. Also, th- um, this match did kind of lead up to the, be- the beginning of the NWO, the WWE. Yeah. I mean, it's not very, it's not as memorable, but. No, but. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, yeah, it was okay. It was, it's because of losing to Flair, Fince went, I'm bringing back the NWO. Yeah. Gonna inject the WWE with poison. <laughs> Not the best impression. I'll, I'll put my hands up. Yeah, I would. I would do it, but I don't want to. I don't want to deafen everyone. Yeah, go on. I want a lethal inject. A lethal inject. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> I want to inject inject the WWE with a lethal dose of poison. That's actually a really good impression. I'm not going to lie, that was really good. <laughs> I had to think what he said, and I just heard it, but yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's also bad as well. <laughs> yeah. But we'll, we'll leave it up to you for decide. But yeah, so Russ, you're number two. Well, yeah, we're, I'm plagued with the same issue that we, we're, we're all facing now. It has been said already. So I don't know if anyone wants to, to guess it. Cactus Jack and Triple H in a... Charles and the Rumble Thousand. Nope. What? <laughs> what was that match again? <laughs> it's not like, like you said. It's not like you said the Rumble Two Thousand, the Rumble Two Thousand. But yeah, I, I couldn't get it out, mate. <laughs> I'm trying to think what has been said. Um, Jay said it. Angle and Benoit, Jericho and Rock. Angle and Benoit. Okay. It's yeah, my number two. I can see why? Yeah. All that, but that must reasons. mean then that surely your number one is going to be the Cactus Jack Triple H. I go, well, we're going to find out. <laughs> no, it's all the same reasons. I won't go into too much more of it because we did just basically say all the same stuff. It's just that it's the wrestling that you, you came to know and love from both Angle and Benoit. And yeah, what more can you really say about it? Two yeah. of the absolute best wrestlers uh, for the period, for that time. 
two of the absolute greats, and they had an amazing match. Yeah. Really, really good. All right. Yep. All right, then. So, here we go, then, boys. Well, should we no, do some well, honourable mentions? Honourable mentions. He <laughs> <laughs> got frozen there. That was kind of funny. I know. I thought he froze, and he just went... <laughs> honourable no. mentions. <laughs> Number... Honourable mentions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have any honourable mentions, other than the, the ones that's that's been said that wasn't thought, on my list, so... That's, well, yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't... The one I wanted to... I did want to mention was the... Triple- well, the only honourable mention that I do have... <laughs> <laughs> um, the, only, the only thing that I will say for honourable mentions before Ash um, comes in is that the actual Rumble matches themselves, that's the only thing I can say for honourable mentions because obviously they weren't in my top ten, but I really love the Rumble match in general. So, yeah, yeah that's my honourable mentions is the actual Rumble matches. So, you carry on, Ash. Well, I was going to mention the triple threat between Seth, Brock and Cena, but... But one uh, a couple of well one more match I want to talk about is two thousand and four, but it kind of gets um, forgotten because of Benoit. Yeah, yeah. I personally like the last one standing between Shawn Michaels and Triple H that year. Yeah, yeah. that was good. That's a that, hundred percent honourable mention. It's very bloody, and yeah, it it does have that double count out finish, and that kind of ruins it a little, but. It did live up to the Mania match at 20 with the short threat. Um, yeah. I like the casket match at 98 with Taker and Michaels, but it kind of, it, it's not a great match, but it's a match I do remember. Yeah. The most memorable thing from it is it's just, it's obviously where he got hurt, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Which is a shame. Like, that's what it gets remembered for, but... 2007 Rumble match. Especially the last 10 minutes. Yeah, it's like a match in its own right, isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't say I've got any actual Rumble matches in my honourable mentions, just because, like, like I say, I mean, I look at them just completely differently, but to echo what Jay said, I mean, like, basically anything that's been said already in these top tens that isn't on my list is, yeah, 100% honourable mention. But like like also said at the beginning, it's just top ten so difficult, because you can easily write down, like, what your, you know, matches that you love from the Royal Rumble and, and any show, but when you try to put them in an order, it is difficult, but... I'll give you one more honourable mention. Brian versus Wyatt, 2015. Or 14. 14, wasn't it? 14, yeah. Yeah, I... that was good. I think that does get forgotten about again, though, just because of what the the actual pay-per-view got is remembered for, and it was Brian not being in the Rumble, so... Poor, poor Rey Mysterio getting booed at number thirty. Well, that was not his fault. That was an awful position to be put in. Yeah, yeah. I've not really overly thought about them too much. I, I, I yeah. would say, obviously, the Rocker, um, the Rockers, and Orient Express, and also there, no, there is one tag match: uh, Heart Foundation and um, the Quebecers. Ninety four from ninety four. That's I think that that has to be an honourable mention because again, that's another really solid tag team match. Right then, without oh, further ado, lads, let's get into number one. Number one, number one, yeah, number number one, number one. Let's fucking have it then, lads. Number <laughs> were you ch- one. Were you channeling your inner thugonomics there, Jay? Is that? <laughs> Word life, <laughs> let's fucking have that number one. <laughs> right then, Ashley, you're number, 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 number one. Right. It's been mentioned. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Benoit, Kurt Angle, or as I wrote it down, Ben versus Ang. <laughs> ben versus Ang. What you just couldn't be yeah. bothered to write about? 
Well, originally I just wrote like <laughs> their short I mean, names. It doesn't. It take. It only takes like not even one second to put the other two letters on the end of the word. <laughs> <laughs> but fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Ben versus Anne. Um, I heard for many, I heard for many years how good this match was because I'd never seen it before. Then I bought the 2003 Rumble DVD, and after a really, really bad Triple H Scott Steiner match, oh yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, I need something to fill, to get me back up. And then this match just delivered, and it's one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah, that Triple H Steiner. I don't want to go into it too much, but that was real. That was not a good match. <laughs> Man, that was not a good time at all. No. <laughs> it's so weird that I don't. Yeah, we probably won't go into it too much now, but it is weird because it's like if you watch old footage of Steiner from the Steiner brothers, and I mean like old footage, I mean like eighties. Mm. Steiner was so ahead of his time. Yeah, some of the stuff he was coming out with in the moves, like he was doing like bloody like fall away slams, but like doing the full rotation of a moonsault with it. Yeah. And yeah. and he'd do all like he was so so good and ahead of his time. I don't know, you know. I know obviously as you get older, you you change it up and stuff. But you know, to so you get more longevity. But I just I'm not sure what really happened. It's not like Steiner has bad matches like all the time now anyway. But no. it's just it's like two different people, not just like in ring work, but even to look at him, it's yeah. like he just changed into into just something else. And I I don't know. Yeah. But it's a yeah, shame. It, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's you can't. It's not fair to put all of that on Steiner though either, just because no. you know Triple H. Unfortunately, at that time, you know it did really feel like he was just the guy that was eating his way through the WCW guys like Pac Man. Yeah, yeah. It was just AJ versus Sen. Well, you couldn't even put the A on the end of Cena. <laughs> <laughs> like, I said, like I said, I did this in five minutes. So, I... well, fuck me. It would have been five minutes and one second if you put A on the end of it. Well, look, it? hang on, hang on. See if you can see it at the bottom. Rick versus Mac. Is it so? Rick versus Mac. <laughs> Rick, Rick versus MC. <laughs> but going back to the going back to the angle, Benoit, it's just yeah, so many good false finishes, so many good moments. Like you, it was, it, it was leading up to Angle versus uh, Brock at Mania for at Mania nineteen, but mm. there was moments where you thought Benoit could actually win this match, and the finish is finish is really good. Yeah, I suppose looking back on it as well, even more so, you, you could have thought maybe Benoit would win because Angle was not in good shape at all then. No, this is when his neck was really bad, and it felt like he wouldn't yeah. have made wouldn't have made Mania. But when he's doing bumps yeah. like a moonsault out of a German, it's insane. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, without further ado, my number one. I think we already all, all know what it is before I even say it. Boogeyman JBL. Triple H, Triple H and Cactus Jack in a street fight in Royal Rumble 2000. We knew it was coming. Just to save all the trouble, so we can get into it all now, my number one is Triple H versus Cactus Jack at the Royal yeah. Rumble 2000. So <laughs> Fucking yes! Let's, let's, let's yes. talk about it now. Just saves the, the awkwardness of me coming out at Fucking the end. Like, yes! Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love it. It just, it just like I say, it has to be. Obviously, it's, I mean, it doesn't. They're two. It really could have been that or Benoit Angle, but they're two very different matches. But out of personal preference, for all the reasons I think Jay, you'll probably say now as well, and what we've already said before, but 
2000 man it was just a hell of a year for for wwf and and, and i was like i was just the wwf kid back in the day like i liked yeah, wcw same, yeah. but it was wwf for me and yeah my cousin always used to watch wcw and uh, he was what you always used to bang on about uh goldberg and sting and vampiro and everything and like back then when i was a kid i was just like yeah, I don't give a shit. Like I'm watching WWF. Like I was, I never watched WCW at all. I never watched yeah. one episode of Nitro. Like as a kid, like I, I watched it as like, obviously going back as I was grown up, like to see what it was all about. But yeah, as a kid, I never watched WCW at all. It was always WWF. Yeah, it's a weird one because it's like, like we said, like you, you like we grew up through the Attitude Era, like properly. We were sort of like growing up through the Attitude Era, but. You didn't understand all of the different pieces at play during that era. Like you were just watching it for what it was. Like if you just watched WWF, you know, I didn't know about all this big war going on with ECW and WCW. Like I didn't really warm up to ECW, even really know much about it until a bit later on. No, because I didn't, again, I didn't know that, anything about it until much later. It's the accessibility, like I said, like when a lot of it is all tape trading, and I didn't have Sky back in the day either so like everything had to just be recorded by somebody so i could watch it the next day on you know just taped from the tv mm. and you know the whole attitude era it was just all i knew was it was exciting yeah. that was it but i would yeah, i would catch bits of wcw because like you get magazines and stuff when you're a kid and i'd see sting and i'd be like wow sting looks like sting looks so cool and then you check sting out and then goldberg looked like he was a badass and then sometimes i'd get confused with who goldberg and stone cold was and <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean like, it's, when it's when an easy kid, mistake to make yeah but it's just one of those. But yeah, the attitude era and and t- but the year two thousand in general because WWE had like or WWF then had pretty much picked themselves out up out of that gutter because WCW hammered them for a while, and then obviously they you know by by the year two thousand WCW's on on the absolute brink of extinction and it's proper in the shitter. And then WWF is putting on. <laughs> it is though. It's like 2000 was fucking terrible for WCW. Yeah. And then WWF, in the shitter, I love that. It was I just proper, love that saying. Just in the mate. It was. It was absolute. It was just crap. And then WWF put on, you know, the shows that they did during the year of 2000, with the exception of Mania. I mean, it's one of the best years that WWF's or WWE has ever had in wrestling. Yeah. And that or as, or as um, Hulk Hogan would say, WWFE. Yeah, WWFE. So for that, for, for that, for, for that match for Triple H and Cactus Jack Street Fight to be one of the standouts of a year that was jam packed with things that are memorable, for me that it just it makes it to number one, just because it just it is it's so so memorable. And Madison Square Garden are in fucking awe with that match, like they are into it from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Just add, I mean, you've pretty much said it all there, really. I mean, just add, adding to it, really. Yeah, it was just like, like I said earlier, it was the first time that I'd ever really seen, well, it, it was the first time that I'd ever seen thumbtacks being used. Mm. And um, yeah, it was just, it was a really good one. Obviously, Triple, everyone knows, if you've been listening, Triple H is my all-time favourite. Um, but yeah, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, whichever, Dude Love. He, he was always one of my favourites as well. But yeah, it was just there was just something about this match, like just captivating from start to finish. Absolutely, just just really just so good, so fucking fantastic. And it, it it is even to this day one of my all time favorite matches, favorite matches of all time, hundred percent. Like it holds its place in time, one hundred percent, definitely. I I think Foley said this. I don't know where, but 
The finish of the match was meant to be the ped- the first pedigree, but he said, "I'm going to kick out." It's because the crowd were really hot. Yeah, yeah, and that's why the thumbtack spot happened. That's crazy. Good. I'm so glad it did. Too. That's mental. Even, that's, even better. Yeah, and that's why you just got to let the guys just fill the crowd. You just got like they're professionals. They they knew what to do. You could, can you imagine that match without the thumbtacks? Now it's not like it wouldn't still be good. But well, it, it wouldn't adds, be as memorable if it weren't for that. You had the, it just adds to it. You had to bump in it with the uh, backdrop, but yeah. 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 People so, and then the pedigree, yeah. People so desperately wanted to see Mick win. And, and yeah, that's, that was amazing. And the fact Rock came out to help Foley, he was handcuffed. Yeah. Yeah. That got a hell yeah. of a pop. Yeah. It was just such a fucking good match. That's why it's my number one. That's why it's <laughs> Russ's number one, because it's fucking awesome. And if you ain't seen it, you're doing yourself an injustice. Now get on the network, $9.99 a month, get on the network, and fucking put Royal Rumble 2000 on, watch the old show, and watch that match, and you fucking won't regret it. So you might as well get on to do it now. Go on. One more thing <laughs> I would like to mention about that match is when Triple H's leg gets cut open with that uh, bit of wood. Oof, yeah. 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 It's the- just so good. <laughs> I just can't hype it up enough. It is pretty damn good. Well, that was our number one, folks. What do you reckon then? What's your number bloody one? Yeah, let us know what your what your top tens are. Like we said at the start of the show, it's been uh, th- well. This is the first top ten we've done that wasn't like anything music related. So yeah, kind of a different twist for it. So it's yeah, it's really interesting. As I kind of thought, it is pretty much a lot of the same in there but you know of course it's going to be but yeah yeah for everybody listening if you've got anything uh that we didn't mention any matches that you think you know well that should be in a top 10 you know so if they're in your top 10 let us know you can comment on facebook twitter instagram we're on all three you can find us there all at three men one full but yeah let us know it'll be really interesting to see what you think uh were some of the greatest royal rumble matches or pay-per-view matches doesn't necessarily have to be the rumble match itself but if it is let us know and we'll be, yeah, we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah, we really, really want to hear from you. We really want to know. Yeah. So you can do that if you so please to do so. And if you've enjoyed this show, which we really do hope you have. You better do. you've enjoyed making it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Actually, told you. But yeah, we really hope you have enjoyed it. And if you have, if you hit that follow button on whatever platform you use to listen to us on, we would be very appreciative. That really helps us out and really supports us in more ways than you can ever know. We all love that. We sit there yeah. at night and look at those stats and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. We actually do, though. We look at them and go, ooh. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah, a bit of a, bit of a <laughs> go on. Just look at them. No, we do. It's it's fantastic. So if you can, we really appreciate it. But more importantly, we do hope you you are enjoying uh, the shows and the content we're putting out. And if you're not, tell us. So (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But no, it's uh, been a really fun one, guys. I've really enjoyed this one. Same. Well, we have been three men, one fool. We Um, have. Who are the three men? Uh, I've been Jay. I always have been and always will be. I'm Ash. And I'm blind, Dick. I'm blind. It's a cool back to PJ and Duncan. <laughs> oh, that was, that was classic. It's like, like that's his, that's his, um, that's his one fair podcast bit. Oh God, no, I just can't cope. <laughs> oh. Love it.
And I'm Russ. So I'm not going to bother because I'm not going to top that. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys say Biker Grove? Come on. In the meantime, everybody, hope you've enjoyed it. Please stay safe. Don't try us at home. I will bid you a <laughs> And <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And in the meantime, we'll uh, bid you adieu and goodbye and good night. Because I'm blind, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be blind, Dick? <laughs> I did it, I did it for the people, for the people.